What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, we are live from the BetMGM Sportsbook here at State Farm Stadium. This is the PHNX Cardinals postgame show brought to you by our friends at Four Peaks. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Britton Golden. We got Bo Brock in the house ready to break down, unfortunately, yet another loss for the Arizona Cardinals. They fall to the L.A. Rams in L.A. 26-9. And while the defense, they played admirable in the first half, wheels came off, gentlemen, in the second half. But the story, unfortunately, for this game... I mean, Joshua Dobbs, the other shoe has fallen on this once. I would say stalwart of this season. You think about what he did against San Francisco and then these last two weeks, first against Cincinnati, now against the L.A. Rams, has turned back into an unfortunate pumpkin for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I mean, 20 to nothing, you're outscored in the second half by the Los Angeles Rams. The defense wasn't competitive in the second half, but don't get it mixed up. Joshua Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals offense, their uh, lack of production is the reason the Cardinals lost this football game. I mean, they still had a chance. They were driving they were in the red zone on a first down on the 12 yard line and Joshua Dobbs misses a wide open Rondell Moore should have been an easy six Britain but instead he throws it behind Zach Ertz it's tipped it's a touch or it's a pick for the Rams and they're going the other way and, and the rest is history the Arizona Cardinals didn't have a shot after that yeah that was just uh, you got to put that one on quarterback there it was a bad yep. read Rondell Moore's right out of the backfield was tremendous yeah. he wins he you throw the ball at Rondell Moore right there you put it on his front number he catches that and walks into the end zone if you're gonna miss that you cannot be late and throw behind Zach Ertz in that situation uh we counted at least three missing touchdowns for Joshua Dobbs passing the football today he missed two to Hollywood Brown deep one that was in the first quarter on the first possession that was a killer kind of set the tone for this passing game that really gentlemen wanted to exploit the 31st ranked pass defense against the LA Rams there were opportunities to be had yep. unfortunately Josh Dobbs just couldn't make them today and that's what he had been doing like I know a lot of people we're going to talk about Clayton too we're certainly going to talk about Kyler Murray but the, the pitch force are out for Joshua Dobbs you know I'll, I'll call a spade a spade for the first month of the season, for the first three and a half weeks, he looked really good. Like, he picked apart San Francisco's defense, which is why a lot of us had confidence that he could do it against Cincinnati and the L.A. Rams. I don't know if it's tape on Dobbs has now been exploited. I don't know if he's in his own head. Certainly the injuries to James Conner don't help. But it really does feel like this team right now is in a tough spot with this guy that, frankly, Bo, he's a backup. We know that. Right. Joshua Dobbs is a backup quarterback. Right. I mean, the old cliche, right? The old saying is a backup can win you three games. He can lose you three games. And Joshua Dobbs is now, you know, I think you can put a lot of the onus as far as the last two games on Joshua Dobbs and yeah. the lack of production from the Arizona Cardinals offense. You know, it's when you think about from the very jump, I believe it was the opening drive, right? They get a big field goal from Prater, but you talk about one of those misfires on Hollywood to Hollywood Brown. It yeah. seems like it's just an easy pass and catch. He misses it. They were able to hit it on it last week, and then he misses them later in the first half. And you just gave the Rams this ability, this confidence that they talked about on the broadcast. Like, we're going to go to the locker room. You know, it's a three-point deficit. And then we're going to make these adjustments, and we're going to come out. We've got a really good game plan. And the Arizona Cardinals offense gave this Rams team too much uh, too much room to, to come out in the second half and impose their will like they did. If they come out and they turn a couple of those field goals into touchdowns, it's a completely different story. And I think when you look at better quarterback play, which could be in the works for the Arizona Cardinals, but yeah. as of right now, it's Dobbs. I think it, 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 was, it wasn't like Aaron Donald breathing down his neck. I, I think that these were unforced, inaccurate throws that you have to make. Yeah, and Britton, you think about it, like we teased all week. We thought the defense, albeit you know the other shoe fell in the second half, 
the defense was going to be the problem today. I mean, they really weren't for the first half. It was really Joshua Dobbs' inaccuracy for four quarters. Agreed. The defense played really well in the first half. Second half, they came out a little flat, especially on the defensive line, getting off the ball. But I've been doing my best to defend Dobbs this entire time. Yeah. I mean, week one, you know, I was on the train. I was like, look, there was a couple mistakes. And then he comes out two, three, four, and he plays really, really well. But yeah. the last two weeks have been strictly there. The inaccuracies have plagued the the yeah. lack of targets for Michael Wilson. When the ball's thrown to certain guys, it's not. It's high. It's low. It's outside. It's behind. At this point, he's playing bad. He's playing yeah. like a – he shouldn't be out there. And it's – I don't know what you do at this point. Right. The, uh, it's like you said, you, we're going to talk about other quarterbacks. But, I mean, I said it when, before the game was over. I said, I don't know why you don't just let Clayton Toon finish the game at this point. It just might show you that they're not bad. they're not ready to play him Maybe yet. not. And that may be, uh, you know, a hint of he's not, per, you know, performing well in practice. Right. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean. There was a reason they didn't want to start Clayton Toon to yes. start this year, and they traded for Joshua Dobbs. A little Dreezy had a super chat, $1.99, during our halftime show. Basically, he said the offense needs to get going. Uh, I, I Hopefully, little Dreezy watched the second half. Uh, newsflash, they did not get going, unfortunately. <laughs> Spoiler alert, uh, which was really unfortunate because little Dreezy, we wanted that to happen. They did not. Alex, nine ninety nine super chat. Uh, I know we're in a rebuild. I know we're not built to compete this year. But seeing this team uh, get out uh, muscled, talent-wise, hurt you every week. We need you, Kyler. We need you bad. <laughs> Here's what I'll say, Alex. It is difficult because, again, this is a team that Vegas had as an underdog in every game. People pegged as one of the worst teams since the winless Lions and the winless Browns like of the last half decade plus. But the Cardinals have led in four of their six games at halftime. They have controlled a lot of games, primarily in the first half. They have played good football. They have played mistake-free football. And then we get into the second half, and you threw a statistic at me, BG, like outscored in the first quarter, what, 50? It's like 57 to 7 or 54 to 7 in the fourth quarter. 64 to 7, yeah. 64 to 7. Including today, yeah. 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 So you think about that, and it's like, I don't know what's what's worse or what's better, but we're teased for like two or three quarters every Sunday, right? and they can't finish the job. Bo, I'll ask you, like, is that coaching? Is that talent? Is that effort? Is that all three combined? What I think do you you're think? certainly taking your lumps on the coaching staff. I don't think that they are uh, not at fault here. They don't get a complete pass. You know, we can talk about the quarterback position all you want, but like, if you're looking to, you know, uh, save your quarterback, what makes you any different than the previous regime? Right. I mean, because that's what they were trying to rely upon. So, no, I mean, the the lack of, of be, the inability to make those adjustments. I mean, Kyrie Williams had two carries for four yards in the first half. He ended with 20 for 158. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, nobody, what should get, nobody involved in that uh, defense should get a pass. But at the same time, I mean, this was not a team that didn't have its opportunities with as much as, you know, L.A. was rolling offensively. I mean, and that, that falls like Drew Petzing probably had his worst game since week one. Yeah. Uh, this offense has held, been held out of the end zone since halfway through the third quarter of last week. Like Petzing needs to find a way as well, uh, just as much as Joshua Dobbs. And then I think Nick Rollis, I mean, it, it's going to take when, when they mentioned that the Rams, how many times they how many consecutive drives that they were able to find pay dirt. I mean, that, that falls on Rollis' shoulders. So nobody's coming out of this squeaky clean. This was a bad loss overall, but you could you can certainly point to, you know, the main reason of, of why this went down and, and where that they they could have changed uh, their fortunes a little bit, and that was the it was quarterback play. It's almost like they're too competitive for their own good BG, where it's like no James Conner, Buddha, Jalen Thompson, Kyler Murray, and they're winning games at half, and then subsequently the second half just goes so poorly that it leads a, a bad taste in everybody. Mouth. Do you feel like the Cardinals coaching staff is under a microscope, or do you very much feel like, no, this is the product that was promised to us given the state of this roster? Yeah, whether the state of the roster, regardless of that point, I feel like when you go in at halftime, you're you've been winning. Like you said, we've been leading what four out of the six games at halftime. You yep. go to halftime, it's like almost like adjustments are not being made. Yeah, right. It, what it looks like from a fan's point of view is they go in at halftime and they just. Hey guys, keep up the good work. Right. We got thirty more minutes Hang to play. Hang on for dear life. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's almost from a coaching point too because they go in, they don't make any type of adjustments coaching line. Like Petson came out in the second half, and we did the same bullshit plays that we was running in the first half, right? That weren't working. Right. 
and we're checking down on third and 13. Shut right? out if, shut if, out in the second half. Yeah, if you're going to check the ball down, it, you know, check it down where somebody can catch it and make something out of it. We're checking it down five yards on third and 13 into a guy that's got three guys already surrounded. This play, there's no way in any world that turns into a 13-yard game for a first down. All right, so let me ask everybody the million-dollar question right now. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray in just a second. Clayton Toon deserve a shot at Seattle next week. Bo Brock, I'll start with you. No, I think that this is not exactly the best position for a rookie quarterback, a fifth rounder. What we've seen from players similarly drafted as Clayton Toon has not been good this year. It's usually not good throughout NFL history as far as your success rate. I'm not seeing him really giving a boost to this offense. I think what you, you just need to ask for Joshua Dobbs to turn back the clock a couple weeks, uh, take care of the football, and, and, and hopefully you know clean up some of his passes, get a little bit more accurate. I don't I don't think that this this offense it, it can turn things around and get a spark from Clayton too. I might be wrong, but I just don't think going on the road up there in Seattle against the Seahawks is 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 a is a good place, a very hostile environment for a rookie to, fifth rounder to make his first start. What about you, BG? I agree. And regardless of the venue, I don't care if he was playing at, you know, U of A next week. It was, <laughs> it's not, all you do, if you put Clayton Tune in a starting position next week in Seattle, all you're doing is just setting it up for him up for failure. Yeah. Because if it goes out there and it just goes bad, now it's in his head. Now he's trending this way. His confidence level would just go straight down the, the tube. And you don't want that, especially out of a, of a draft pick that you're trying to convert into a quarterback one day. So. Yeah. You, you might as well stay the course until yeah, your franchise quarterback it. comes back. I mean, like, outside of James Conner, it's an offense that's relatively healthy. you got your five starting offensive linemen that are intact right now that should be playing better. Hello, DJ Humphreys. The You've left got side, completely. Terrible. Elijah Wilkinson may need to be removed from the lineup. We're going to talk about that, I'm sure. But the receiving core is intact. Uh, figure it out. If you're Drew Petzin and, and Jonathan Gannon, you traded for this guy, and everybody got the praise, and deservedly so, when he was playing well. But guess what? He's, he has not looked good for two games. Figure it the fuck out over the course of these next five to six games because Kyler Murray is not ready to play. Even if Kyler Murray gets activated this week off a of pup, he's not playing against Seattle. No. So come up with the best game plan to emphasize what Josh Dobbs can do well and then subsequently minimize his mistakes and turnovers that have seemingly come out of nowhere. Because the underneath passing game is they are unavailable. Like, they've schemed that up. Players were open today. Why does Dobbs all of a sudden feel a hesitance to go to the underneath stuff? Mm -hmm. And and inaccuracy is, is, you know, stemming its ugly head trying to throw downfield, which is causing turnovers and interceptions and, you know, three and outs. It's just, it's disheartening because Dobbs was, I mean, he wasn't making mistakes. He hadn't thrown an interception until last week at Cincinnati before that pick six. Now he looks like he should have about two or three every game. Like, that's coaching. you got to yeah. coach that out of him. But on the flip side, the coach of the defense, I thought, was the player of the game today, gentlemen. It's Kazir White. And listen, it was tough, I'll be frank, to pick a player of the game. Offense did next to nothing. You know, we could have given it to somebody like Matt Prater, three for three on field goal attempts. I thought Kazir White was pretty solid. Had a sack, had a tackle for loss. The first half, defense was fantastic. Get him up six points. I know the second half was disheartening, especially against the run. I attribute that more to just the egregious defensive tackle play that they have, Bo. Kazir White, for the second time in, what, four weeks, player of the game, a nice signing out of Philadelphia that is trying his best to keep this defense intact minus Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the Cardinals defensive line looked like they were playing against San Francisco again and getting blown off the line again. I mean, it was they didn't give themselves a chance. They were given a chance, I think, maybe even by Los Angeles Rams play calling in the first half. And yeah. That might have just been strategy. It's a bold strategy, but by just abandoning the run and being one-dimensional in the Arizona Cardinals and, and, and kind of getting to pen their ears back a little bit on uh, as far as the pass rush and get after the quarterback, they had success in the first half. And unfortunately, in the second half, they didn't have the same success. Uh, but Kazir White, as far as the defensive performance, they got a, you know a bunch of stops in the first half, and he was he was a big part of that. Having that sack, getting those uh, putting putting ball carriers down on the ground with the eight total tackles. So you have to like what they what they got from Kazir White. But the defensive line continues to be an issue, and, and we looked at this Rams offensive line. They're not. There's nobody on that offensive line that should be performing like that, blowing you off the line of scrimmage. It's I, it's bad. I mean, Britton, it almost feels like you just. You kind of take the Collinger out this season and, and into the offseason, and you're like, who's really worth keeping 
up front for this team. Like, you know, somebody like Cameron Thomas, third rounder out of San Diego State last year, was a really nice player as a rookie, albeit for Vance Joseph. He's like a vegetable this year. 97 it just completely disappears. Like, what do you make of the state of this defensive line? I mean, they didn't look bad, like you said, but, you know, they didn't run the ball very much in the first half. But, you know, defensive line looked like they were getting a little bit. The second half, they came out, and the Rams' offensive line was playing two yards into yeah. the defensive line. Right. You know, so it was – I don't know what you do at this point. At this point, you've just got to – you've got to come in tomorrow morning when you're in there, and some something's got to be said from a leadership standpoint, and it can't come from a coach. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. got to come from somebody as a player. they got to call some type of player meeting – They've got to come together. Somebody's got to say something. They got to say the shit that nobody wants to hear. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Somebody's got to come in there and talk to people the way they don't want to be talked to, but it's the truth. I mean, we had a couple of situations when I was playing. I know Calais Campbell came in there and called a team meeting before. Patrick Peterson, those guys called a team meeting. Larry Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer, they brought guys up. It was like, look, we are not playing how we should be playing right yep. now. Right, there's guys that are getting paid ten million dollars a year, fifteen million dollars a year, that are out here playing like they have never been out on the field before. So somebody in that locker room's got to step up. Somebody's got to come together, bring them together, and say, "Look, somebody's got to figure this shit out, or it's going to be really, really bad the rest of the season." Yeah, I mean the schedule turns into a difficult one with three playoff teams from last year on deck, beginning with the Seattle Seahawks. And you have Baltimore. Uh, it could be tough for the Arizona does, Cardinals. Does JG Dumani do they they eat a little sacrificial lamb this week? Does somebody just get his ass cut because of this performance? Who who would you cut? I, I don't know if like, you cut anybody. Like Ifo too? Would you yeah, cut somebody I like that? I mean, I, because marching out the same group, and I know you added Ledbetter this week uh, after injury, but like to, to for the same group, like maybe you elevate a Stilly. Maybe I don't know what you do. I mean. Would you play Kelvin Beecham over DJ Humphreys next week? No, okay. I don't think that. I, I I think there's too much respect for, from JG for to Hum. Uh, he, he really likes DJ Humphreys. I, I don't think he's going to do that. I mean, Hump needs to look in the mirror. That's what Hump needs to do right, right. now. I'm a, I, I love Hump to death. I play with Hump. He's a great dude. But at this point, last two weeks, he's looked bad on the left side of the offensive line. People, he's been people beat, in the he's chatter. Been torched. He's got to. He's got to look in the mirror and figure something out. People in the chat are saying it should be Humphreys. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not in favor of cutting him. You need linemen over the course of 17 weeks. Like, I'm not bringing him back in 2024. Like, if I feel like I can go get somebody younger, cheaper, and potentially better, I'm going to do that. But I think everybody kind of knew, like, I hope that this was going to be DJ Humphreys last year in Arizona. Like, they moved all of his guaranteed money to 2023. He's got minimal money into 2024. You can move off of him at ease. You could trade him if you wanted to. But, like, I, I don't I don't think there's a question right now. Paris Johnson Jr. is a better tackle than DJ Humphreys right now playing. today. He's, he's playing, playing better than, than DJ Humphreys is. So again, like the passing I, of the baton I, I has happened. Don't think, I don't think that that's the group that you that you make a you know you make a statement with. I mean, it's actually been the, the group, even though like you, you wish you could see better play from. Humphrey, I mean, the false start and the sack today. Yeah, and, but I mean, it, like you said though, I don't I don't think that the offensive line is the one that you're shaking up right now. Right. Uh, outside of I'm being an asshole, but outside of left guard right now because it's been bad. Yeah. What left, are you thinking, that, like Marco Wilson? Bad. Then. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the defensive line where you could just you could send somebody out and you could bring in somebody that's a similar type player. Yeah. Because I mean, the the secondary is probably the the next unit that that you could do that as well. But I'm thinking like you're looking at the rotation where you could just say. Hey, this guy's cut. We need better play from this group, and and nobody is 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 not is going to be able, be able to avoid this. You either play better or you're gone. And I think that yeah. that's the group that you could certainly do that. Don't necessarily have to cut anybody either. I mean, it could be a guy that's just up there that you're like, look, your play's not been good enough. You're not playing. Your backup's coming in. You're benched. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like this comment here. Uh, replace uh, DJ Humphreys with Joe Holt. Uh, I would sign up for that <laughs> yesterday. Uh, let's get to some of these super chats, and we're going to talk about Crushing Kyler it. Murray. Jeremy, $2. God bless you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jeremy. We try our best. We're going to will this team to a victory one way or the other. It just won't be, unfortunately, today. Uh, Sports Hero, $2. Why is Petsy ignoring Wilson? I think it's maybe less Petzing and maybe Joshua Dobbs. Like, Dobbs took ownership last week. So I would imagine, like, today maybe it's the same thing. And I I have to look and see. Is Michael Wilson. That's a question. Yeah. Let's, is he let's getting open? I, I, I got to know. I got to hear BG's thoughts. Like, often, like, sometimes it, it could be 
a quarterback, sometimes it could be a playmaker. More often than not, where does it usually fall? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is, is it wide receiver? Could it be a third-round wide receiver that's just playing his first couple games in the NFL? You could take it anyway. I mean, I don't want to say that it's a, an offensive coordinator not scheming for it. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say at the same time it's a quarterback that just doesn't like him, but it it's unacceptable when you got, like, even the stats right the other day. He had one target yeah. from the fr- in the first quarter that didn't, he didn't sniff one until the end of the fourth quarter again, like last week, and he still leads the team in receiving yards today yeah. with two bullshit targets in the Yeah, end those of the game. are empty calories. So I mean, it's got to be... Let me ask you this because we were just coming off the Niners game and, you know, there was the success that, that Dobbs had, that Wilson had in a losing effort, right, the two touchdowns in that in that contest. And I asked Jonathan Gannon, like, how proactive are you guys as far as self-scouting? He says, we're always self-scouting. If you're, if you're just self-scouting during the bye week, you're, you're late to the game, right? Could they have tr- – did they maybe misplay their hand, overplay their hand and say, hey – Teams are going to adjust to Michael Wilson and, and made the wrong adjustments before even the opposition made those adjustments? Well, you could you could certainly say it that way. Maybe they tried to go out and say, oh, well, they're going to start doubling mm-hmm. Michael now that he went after a game. And it's like, it's just one game. He's right. a rookie. He hasn't been out. He hasn't done anything that's wow. I mean, that's completely said, oh, this guy is Devontae Adams now, which I think that they're trying to, like you said, they may be trying to scheme ahead of it. Like we might not have Michael. He might be double teamed, which is kind of stupid. Because you're shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Because when you look at these big number one receivers like the Devontae's, the Keenan Allen's, these guys like that, even when they are doubled, they still have eight yeah. to ten targets it's a game. Force feed it feels like yeah. it's a byproduct of who's playing quarterback right now. I, like, I, yeah. And I, it's scheme and what did we talk about earlier in the year with, with Dobbs? He's not seeing the full field. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's scanning and going through his entire read before he lets the ball go. I think he gets to his first, maybe his second, and it's not there, and he panics. And then he doesn't know what to do with the football. Yeah. I feel like you can't decide if you're going to resign Hollywood Brown until you see him with Kyler Murray. And the same thing, how good can your third-round pick out of Stanford be in Michael Wilson before he gets to play with K-1? Speaking of K-1, is he poised to return this week to practice? We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But first, I want to remind everybody, if you're not getting out here to bet MGM at the Sportsbook, Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium, what are you waiting for? Plus, you can get on the app right now. Bet 10, get 200 ahead of Sunday Night Football. If you're thinking you take your lumps today, but you haven't used that bonus code PHNX, we'll use it, deposit just a mere $10, place it anytime, any sweat. Bet $200 back in your bank account, regardless of the outcome of your wager. You win, you get that money, plus an additional 200 You take a loss. Say you had the Cardinals money line today. You're still getting $200 to do what you want, but you got to do it with us here at BetMGM or on the app or check them out betmgm.com again the mobile application is fantastic i use it on the reg unfortunately johnny's picks today from the pregame show might as well light them on fire <laughs> gentlemen very offense heavy cardinals didn't score any touchdowns god love them no second half points just three matt prater field goals so again your boy had to be off one week eventually i still think i'm roughly around 60 percent for the year but uh dobbs Hollywood Brown not finding the end zone. Certainly the over didn't hit, so uh, it's tough. What's not tough is the decision to come out to BetMGM. Easiest decision you'll make this week. In the meantime, check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Let's talk solutions for Arizona Cardinals fans. One might be <laughs> coming down the road, but the one that you can really rely upon is our friends over at OG's sure. Brands. OG's Brands is going to take another backbreaking loss from the Cards, the Redbirds, and help you relax a little bit after the game is and the final whistle has been blown because OG's Brands has the fruits, they have the creams that they're going to put you in a better mood than you are in right now. Or if you're just having you have nightmares from this fourth quarter play have, from this yes, team, yes. take that aqua berry flavored sleep time gummy. It's going to help put you to sleep and keep you to sleep like the Cardinals offense in the fourth quarter. It's, it's dead asleep. 
Uh, these Aquaberry flavored uh, sleep time gummies, they're fantastic. So are the fruits and the creams. Find out about their full incredible product line, ogsbrands.com, O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Follow them on your socials. Check them out in your local dispensary. We love being partnered with OGs, Arizona's number one cannabis kitchen. Find out more today, ogsbrands.com. Got to be 21 years or older. Check them out in that local dispensary. We talked about it over the course of the offseason, the summer. When will Kyler Murray return to the Arizona Cardinals? When will he come off of the pup list? Well, he hasn't, and he's been eligible for two weeks. Now, the play of Joshua Dobbs subsequently after San Francisco, I think, made that easier, gentlemen, for them to say, let's just take a beat, right? We've got some time. Well, Dobbs' play potentially forcing the issue. We'll talk about that here in a second, but this is what this show is prepared to tell you right now. Quote, it would be a surprise if Kyler Murray was not back practicing this week with his teammates. Now, that doesn't mean he would play against Seattle. Not realistic. We're told the Cardinals would like to get him at least two weeks of practice ahead of NFL Sunday. But, quote, we are being told it would be a surprise if the Cardinals did not open up Kyler Kyler Murray's practice window this week ahead of Seattle. That's refreshing to hear. I mean, as far as what the Cardinals, you know, the luxury that Joshua Dobbs or the perceived luxury a couple weeks ago, the NFL world, you have to be able to pivot and, and, and certainly go a different direction. And I think that, you know, it, it, the time is now. I mean, it's time to it's time to take the next step in this process, right? Joshua Dobbs gave you a little bit of breathing time there but now let's start to like you said open that window start to get him on the practice field get him ramped up to see action on the playing field once again for the Arizona Cardinals I think that it's it's not overdue look I think you've you've, you've pretty much drew this thing out as far as you could possibly go but now is the time to get your franchise quarterback back in the fold. I agree. And, I mean, we talked before the season, too. Week 7 was a realistic type of thing of him coming off if he didn't do it at the beginning of the year. And we're, we're approaching Week 7 now. Yeah. So I, I think it's time to at least get him in the fold of moving around in practice, you know, calling plays in the huddle, throwing, finding, going through reads in a relaxed environment before he actually goes out. But, I mean, as a, if you're a Cardinals fan right now, you've got to want – to see some type of positive of Kyler Murray coming back right yeah, now. I expect an, an announcement, a tweet, something leaked here in the next 24 to 48 hours that, that Kyler Murray is coming back and practicing this week. But again, that's a three-week window that starts from there, Bo Brock. We're right. seeing it with Garrett Williams. Like, we thought Garrett Williams potentially would be active. You told me on Friday, probably not going to happen, and that was the correct call. Garrett Williams, they're going to use all three weeks, and supposedly he'll be active ahead of Seattle next week. But again, like... If they're treating their third-round rookie corner like that, I I would imagine they're going to use similar, if not more, caution with Kyler Murray. So it's going to be exciting if and when this week, and I expect him to be removed from Pup or opening up that practice window, but it's going to take at least two weeks. Like I think best-case scenario, they activate him this week. He practices on Wednesday for the first time since his torn ACL last December. He's done no football team activities Mm -hmm. since last December. They bring him back. He has two weeks of practice, Seattle and Baltimore, and he plays against Baltimore at week eight at home. If that does not happen, we're being told do not be surprised. They activate him before the Browns game. Mm -hmm. They make him potentially inactive or quarterback two that day, like he was with Colt McCoy a couple years ago when he was injured. And then they bring him back the following week at home, a nice soft landing spot against Atlanta. And I get it. That's three weeks away. Cardinal fans are probably like, What's, what the hell is that? What are, you, what are we waiting another month for? I think the Cardinals will activate him, but then another clock starts, Bobrock, and it's the practice clock. And only Kyler, Jonathan Gannon, and Drew Petson are going to be able to check that box and say he's ready to play. Yeah, I mean, when you, it's not the same as Joshua Dobbs coming over with only a week and a half to prepare. It's like Joshua Dobbs was in training camp. He was taking reps. He was playing in preseason. And he also had familiarity with, with Drew Petson's system. Now, Kyler Murray does now have familiarity between the ears. But, Britton, it's a completely different ball game. One, getting up to speed and seeing it in, 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 full, in real time on the, on the field. But also getting in, what's the difference between being in shape and being in football shape? Two different things. <laughs> right? Two different things. I mean, especially like as I'm an in shape right player. now, but I couldn't play wow. in the NFL. Is that, the, is that what we're saying? <laughs> Johnny, no, Johnny. No, Johnny. It's a different type of thing now. Now, don't get me wrong. Being in shape also goes with now you're getting hit too. Yeah. Like, even if he does come off and he practices for two weeks, there's still going to be a difference from him practicing for two weeks and coming back and him coming into an actual game to play. 
Football shape and in shape is two different things. I'm in decent shape right now. I've been working You're out lately. You're in great shape. This I'm man, in decent this, shape right now. Follow this man on Instagram. If, He's always in the lab. <laughs> if I had to go out there and play a football game right now, it would be, I would look like I'm in Denver right now with a <laughs> oxygen <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's two different things. And like I said, too, you have to factor in the fact that he's going to get hit now. Yeah. He hasn't been hit in a very long time. Yeah. He's been out of that system. He hadn't even, like you said, there's no football activities he's done since last December. So it's going to be a learning process even when he does get back in the game, even when he feels ready in practice and the coaches feel that he's ready. The beginning of that first game is going to have to be up here for him that, hey, I'm going to get hit. I know I'm going to get a hit. I've been doing this my entire life. Prepare yourself for it. Because if he goes in there unprepared, he gets hit one good time and he's, eh, then it could be what we're seeing now. Inaccurate passes. We're getting scared in the pocket. We don't really know. My first read's not there. I panic. So Yeah. How, how do you how do you replicate that? Because I remember Carson Palmer saying that. That's why he liked to see preseason time because he could take a hit. Yeah. And in a weird way, he liked that because that got him back into that mode. How do the Cardinals do that without the ammo being live for it's Kyler Murray? Tough. It's tough as a quarterback. If you have any other type of, you know, a skill player or a lineman, you can throw them in. I know when uh, Tyron Matthew was coming back from his torn yeah. ACL, um, when they were trying to integrate him back in after practice, we would have tackling drills for mm-hmm. him, right? Live, right? I was on the practice squad after that first one. Oh, man. So I was the live tackling <laughs> You were the sacrificial dummy yes. in the honey badger. Hey, practice is over. I need you to catch a bubble screen and try to make Ty miss. You know, it was just oh, trying sounds, to get him back fun. into – Trying to get him back into open field tackling, yeah. you know, since he didn't he didn't get an opportunity preseason wise, it's easier to get a guy like that back in because you can do stuff like that after practice. Your franchise quarterback, you can't just say, "Hey, after practice, we're going to put Kyler Murray in a pocket and right. we're going to send eight defensive linemen yeah. at him and see how he, you know, how he reacts." Right. It's, it's it's tough as a quarterback because you can't do things like that. It's got to be real time action that's going to. Do it like which, like you said, Carson enjoyed playing early preseason games where he could feel the live bullets coming at him, right? In situations like that, middle of the season, it's very hard to do that for a quarterback. Everybody, drop a like on this video. Getting inside, in my opinion, you can't get anywhere else. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Bo Brock, watching Josh Dobbs today, I don't know. Like, we feel like we're pretty confident Kyler Murray potentially coming back this week. Had that before the game. I don't know how you watch Dobbs and, and and you're not like let's let's get this going here. Like I know at grand scheme of things, big picture, it's easy for everybody to say tank, twenty twenty four draft, right? Big picture rebuild. I mean they're one in five today. Mm-hmm. And they could be staring down the barrel of like one in six, one in seven. And you want to be able to give people hope of we're going to be able to turn it around in the second half of the season and have a more, I don't know, competent showing offensively or as a team, put these games away. Jonathan, yeah, I mean, everybody's human. It's like Joshua Dobbs, for whatever reason, has regressed, right? And good coaches coach him out of it. But at the same time, like, they're in this group right now with the Bears and the Patriots and these teams that are really struggling to start the year. Outside of Carolina, they're a part of a group of about four or five teams that only have one win on the year. Like, I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to say, you know what, we got to get K1 back and get that momentum going because – as long as he's on putt bow, like you, I don't care about anything else. To uh, Britain's point, you can't get any kind of momentum right. going, right? And and that's why I think it, it's now. The time yeah. is now. Where before you could say, oh, you know, he's, he he played well, you know, a week removed, right? But now it's two weeks removed, yeah. And now, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel seems further away. Uh, you know, and you look at this game, and, and the final store, score is not indicative of, of how close this game was at times, and how having a quarterback the caliber of Kyler Murray just having a quarterback that's maybe a step or a notch above Joshua Dobbs and I believe that you know Kyler Murray is several notches above Joshua Dobbs no disrespect there but you know Kyler Murray is a franchise caliber quarterback Joshua Dobbs was available you know before the start of the regular season there's a big difference there Kyler Murray hits on at least one of those two hits on Hollywood Brown right you're turning field goals into touchdowns you're putting the pressure on the Los Angeles Rams going into the locker room, they can't deploy the game plan that they had where they're just going to run it nine out of ten times to start the second half because there's a more of a sense of urgency. Kyler Murray's hitting Rondell Moore easily yeah. or putting an accurate ball on Zach Ertz when you're trailing 9-16 to 16 instead of a, you know a turnover going the other way you're probably scoring there. I mean, that's the difference, and that's that's com- completely changing the complexion of the game in several different moments, and that's what the difference is. Yeah, I just want to push back on one of these comments here. K1 respectfully says, you know, this is already a lost year. 
you know, no point in rushing Kyler back. And I agree with the latter half. Like, you don't want to rush him back. I mean, like, there's they're within a top four pick right now. And, like, we have to talk about that and acknowledge that. It's a robust quarterback draft. And, and the longer they wait to pull the ripcord and bring Kyler Murray back, and this is something that Bo and I have talked about and I've argued for the better part of two or three weeks, like, how, how many games is enough to convince the, the coaching staff, but more importantly, Austin Ford, that Kyler Murray is the guy for next year and to pay him 50-plus million dollars? Like, if they love Drake May and they're picking in the top two, they're going to fucking draft J- Drake May. If they're picking one, they're going to take Caleb Williams. So, like, you can say, well, we'll just put Kyler on ice and we'll play him at the end of November. Into this. No, 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 they're not going to do that. Like, you have to get him out there and have a ton of quality reps and participation and live reps and bullets with this team to determine what we all hope is Kyler Murray's franchise quarterback in 2024. They finish with a top two pick, though, Britain. Like, this is a generational, generational quarterback draft. And I get it. These guys are playing no-name schools on Saturday. Caleb looked terrible. It's the cost, right? And it's the fact this regime did not draft Kyler Murray. They have to find out now today with Kyler Murray if he's the guy. No, and I agree. And that's why I think he needs to come. I mean, I don't, I don't like you said, I don't want to rush him back. But you need to see him play right now. Right. Because... Whether you want and you have the top two picks and you do take one of those guys, you still have to look at other needs you have. Right. If I take Caleb Williams and Drake May and he's got the same problem on the offensive line, I'm putting him in a bad situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just uh, you, you want Kyler to come back. You don't want to rush him back, but you need it. I saw uh, Bees in the chat put something in there. It was like it'll bring, whether he plays or not, it should bring a spark back to this team. And I agree with that. Yes. You, if, if you have Kyler activated – he doesn't have to play at this point. But the fact that he's activated gives a little bit of hope in that locker room, especially in that receiver room, that, hey, I get my franchise quarterback. is going to see the field a little bit better than what we're looking at right now with Dobbs. There's got to be some type of spark that brings you back that, hey, franchise is coming back in the next couple, in the next couple weeks. There's a little bit of hope in this locker room. Let's try to push for this. There's going to be opportunities, enough of them on the schedule, to where you can determine, like, is he? Does Kyler Murray turn back the clock and show that he's the franchise caliber quarterback that yep. was making all those big play throws right in 2021? The guy who was an MVP candidate through, you know, seven to what eleven weeks in 2021. Like, if they play the Falcons and the talent disparity isn't as large as it is against some of the other teams like San Francisco, and there are plays left on the field like there were today, then you can say, hey, like it's it's not. There's not yeah. that big a difference, and, right. and we're paying for a big difference, $230.5 million. And that's the key. It's the money. It's the money and the cost because they are going to attempt to rebuild this roster. Mm-hmm. And while you do that majority with draft picks, you got to be able to go out and spend some money in free agency. And I get it. they got a bunch of money this offseason, but the biggest advantage in the NFL right now is a quarterback on a rookie contract and loading up that roster. It's how Jalen Hurts and company went to the Super Bowl, how Brock Purdy is poised to be a number one or number two seed in the NFC this year, having a loaded team elevate a a first-round quarterback. And, you know, I think we can all blame Steve Kime because he didn't support Kyler Murray that way before he made his money. They have The biggest thing the remainder of this season should be, on top of developing these young players, is determining whether or not Kyler Murray is the guy for this team, for Gannon and Austin Ford. I think if you ask them, they would say yes. I think they believe that. But we won't know until he starts playing games. But let me ask you this, though. Have we seen enough from this coaching staff without Kyler Murray to tell you that this is the right group going forward? I'm not trying to to like rattle the cage a little bit, but I don't want this 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 organization to make the same mistakes and relying on Kyler Murray to come and save everybody's ass. I feel like the offense has more structure, even with today's performance than at any point within the Cliff Kingsbury era outside of a couple nice wins by Colt McCoy. Like, I think they've manufactured a run game. Even today, they ran the football pretty effectively. The offensive line is better. The defense, Britain, is the least talented unit I've seen in my adult lifetime following this franchise. I mean, like, their front seven and their cornerback play is egregious, and it's not like they signed a bunch of players. Like, they, they basically took what they had and they stripped it down. They didn't add to it. So that and that loan, I would say cautiously yes i'm still okay. very confident in this coaching staff I'm, I'm confident in the coaching staff i mean don't get me wrong Petsing has looked good this year in play calling mm-hmm. yeah but i feel like the last couple of games he's kind of gone back to week one where it was hey let's try to be conservative let's right. try to find certain things and then when we try to take a shot it's like hey this has to work or we're out of the thing so i do want to see progression yep. in the play calling i don't want to see the same play calling when kyler comes back 
this play calling has to change. Yep. There's got to be more shots taken downfield. There's got to be more targets for your number one and number two wide receivers. And there's got to be a change. The running game is working, even without James Conner. Like you said, mm-hmm. we ran the ball for over 100 yards today, yeah. even without James Conner. By halftime, yeah. We're running. That's fine. We are not making plays in the pass game. We get two, maybe three a game, and they're only 20, 25, 15-yard yeah. pass plays. Those are not shot pass plays that are going to demoralize a defensive secondary, especially one that's 31st in the NFL, and we made them look like yeah. they were a top 10. They did. They yep. were flying to the football. They were flying around. They were making big plays. They are celebrating. Uh, you know, it, one thing that also, you know, just Kyler Murray coming back and, and seeing an upgrade at the quarterback position is it, it all that draft capital, all six of those picks in the first three rounds, you could invest in this defense. You could, you could, you could theoretically do that, right? There, because there, there isn't much like you could, you could get Kyler Murray, and this offense could be good enough from this year to next year. Uh, to where you could invest heavily in that defense. Get the dartboard out and just any position defensively. Right. Like there, there's not an untouchable unit on this team, point blank, period. Yeah, but if you're throwing that dart, that shit better be on a cornerback yeah, right now. Or a mm-hmm. defensive tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get to counting cards, let's get to some of these super chats. You guys have been fantastic. Hit that like button. Let's get this video to 200 likes. Jalen Blair, $5. Thank you so much, Jalen, friend of the program. We just need to be patient uh, on <laughs> the... Need- Paint trash. Paint trash cans. I'm sorry. <laughs> on the jerseys, and the Dobbs will be able to hit his receivers. I thought he had a misspelling. No, I'm sorry. He spelled it correctly. Paint trash cans on the jerseys. Uh, Little Dreezy, friend of the program, dollar ninety nine. Clark is. What if cooked. we just sign a bunch of trash receivers? I'm available. <laughs> no, no, I don't do want to see that. No, come on. <laughs> we'll just get a bunch of former Steve Kime draft picks out there. Uh, Andy Isabel is available, I think. <laughs> That's uh, Little Streetsy 13. Clark is cooked. Don't need to see a, homo, a homeboy or no more pray for number one. I got a cord in front of this super chat, so it's hard for me to you read You want me to get it? I got you. Yeah. Clark is cooked. Don't need to see any more. No more of him. Pray for K1. Little Dreezy continues. Hollywood should have had 200 plus yards and two tutties with Dobbs. Dobbs versus Toon. I don't know if it changes much, but you know that's speculation. We can't really tell because he didn't play. Yeah. But, mm. Dana asking similar question: Was it two or three touchdowns that weren't there because of overthrows? Well, I, I mean, I can count at least one. Two was well. One was the first one was well, underthrown. The second one was just that could have been both though. You could you could have blamed a little bit on Hollywood and you could have blamed a little bit on Dobbs. It was the pass was not great. It was thrown out of bounds, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like Hollywood could have been a little more aware of that sideline because he got one foot in bounds when he caught it. Yeah. So I feel like there's got to be a little bit more awareness of where you are. You're a little bit close to the sideline. You got to know that. That first one was gotta, a killer. The man. first one was bad. The and first one was underthrown. If it's yeah. in the first touchdown pass to Hollywood if it's thrown over the top out where only he can get it it's the, the easiest touchdown you draw up feels like it sets the tone for the entire game too if they make that pass Matthew Mariotti saying had the same question about Wilson still say need number two running back left guard needs to go yeah the left guard plays it's left been guards. rough it's been, been bad. real bad it's been bad all season you want to continue to churn through these uh yeah, yeah. yeah I would love to see Elijah Wilkinson be benched this week I'm sure my co-host is going to ask Jonathan Gannon the state of his left guard play Dennis Daly didn't get reps it looked like for very long but mm-hmm. I think I mean that's that's an easy replacement because he's just been egregious Cologne you you got options now Daly uh let's see oh for sure got that 499 super sticker and chat what is this lemon lemon character is that the uh sticker it's a lemon character lifting a baby lemon in the air to congratulate them okay I like it <laughs> I like it 499 I like that too thank you guys crushing it Jeremy two dollars I'm going to make it out to BetMGM one of these weeks. Absolutely. That's the best use of your time. Hang out. The Cardinals are a tough watch right now, uh, but they're made even better by hanging out at BetMGM with all these fine people. We had a banner group today. Everybody making their money on BetMGM. Yep. Got him a beer because he was wearing his PHNX locker gear. Got Charles Woodall Pike. He's always. Have we gotten him a beer yet? I don't know. We deserve you like multiple beers because you're always wearing. He's a jack of all here. He's the biggest diehard we yeah. have in this company and until then, somebody takes that crown. And then Peyton making the trip all the way from Washington you, Peyton. State. Peyton is coming out. down. Big cards fan. And, fantastic. I mean, we won't you know crush him because his mom was wearing a Rams T-shirt, but very nice. We'll allow that. For it was now. great. We'll allow it. Antonio four one two nine five dollars super chat. It's disheartening seeing Cardinals uh, falling while other teams in our division 
somehow find success. I mean, I think it's the byproduct of the culture they built. I mean, all those guys have Super Bowl appearances. Two of them have Super Bowl rings. I think potentially multiple could, could be going the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that's why you had to find a big boy head coach. And, and they feel like they found that in Jonathan Gannon. But this is the start of the process. Pete Carroll was under 500 each of his first two years. Kyle Shanahan was unwatchable that first year with the 49ers. And and Sean McVay's an outlier. He's a he's a wonderkin. Uh, and look, I don't think the Rams are, are very good. I still think they're going to end up with like seven or eight wins. I just keep them out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Like Cardinals are in striking distance if they can get Kyler Murray back and playing good football. Franchise quarterbacks a differentiator because I don't I don't love any of these quarterbacks in this division, BG. No, and nobody's really in this division. Nobody's really just wowing you at the quarterback spot right yeah. now. And I feel like today it should have been kind of like last week. We should have beat a depleted Bengals team last week. Mm-hmm. If you look the way the defense played in the first half and the missed touchdowns in the first half, we are arguably up 17-3 to at halftime. That's right. It's just kind of miscues have killed us. Bad uh, coaching adjustments at halftime have killed us. Bad quarterback plays killed us. And bad defensive plays killed us. So at this point, anybody in this division could win this division if you look at it to a situation where nobody is really just running away other than San Francisco. Cards need better quarterback play and better players. Uh, but some players that stood out today, let's count some cards for the Arizona Cardinals. A little tougher today. Let's start with the second-year tight end out of Colorado State. His Colorado State Rams had a I big just look win. at the back end of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brader, Trey McBride, uh, 62 receiving yards, uh, season high, I think is needs to take the baton from Zach Ertz. I've been saying it. Looked good today. Mm-hmm. Was a shoestring tackle away from, from having a nice gainer down the side. Line. Just methodical, nice player, 85. It's good to see him take the next step. He's not dropping balls right. He's pretty good in the run game. Like, again, like we're just we're figuring out who this team hopefully will keep and prioritize that was not drafted under Austin Ford. Bo, I think Trey McBride needs to be one of those guys. Yeah, he was he was good. He was fine. I, I It's unfortunate that a lot of these were empty calories. He had a big catch at the end of the game. I believe it was, what, 27 yards uh, as, as the time ran off the clock. But you like Trey McBride after a couple quiet weeks being involved here. I'll say this as, as we stick on the offense. I liked what we saw from the running back committee today. I did. Like, I thought Damian Williams in limited carries, eight carries, 36 yards, four and a half clip. Uh, Ingram was over just at four yards per carry. And Dermacado continues to do his job. Limited time, two carries, 11 yards. Uh, and then you add, you know, a catch here from Damian uh, Williams and one, two catches from Keontae Ingram. I, I thought that they played well enough for this offense to to do some different things. Keeping the counting cards, continuing Victor Dumakeji, BG. The pass rush group was there in the first half. They disappeared in the second half, unfortunately. I feel like the entire defensive line disappeared in the second half. They were they were on the line in the run game. They forced the Rams to not run the ball in the first half. Yeah. They stopped the run early. McVay got completely away from the run game to where it was just throwing the ball. And they still got somewhat of a pressure as a D-line, but they came out of halftime. Like I said earlier, they were playing on their heels. Yeah. The offensive line for the Rams was pushing that line of scrimmage at least two yards back. I mean, they ran the balls, what, seven straight times to start the second half? Yeah. And gained yeah. 60 yards yeah, yeah. I mean, all I, on the ground. I put out a tweet, and I was like, it's not a great effort. People are like, it's not effort, it's talent. I'm like, well, that same talent stopped them in the first half. They look- not, the talent, don't get me wrong. In the NFL, yes, there is more talented guys than others, but it's not the issue at this point, especially when you saw it in the first half be stopped right they did it I, it yeah. turns into want to and doing your job do you think they just kicked their feet up at halftime i mean they were down they were up by three do you think they're like we're gonna be able to keep this going and then like they were surprised that the rams took that approach i i don't know i just i just don't i don't understand halftime i just don't understand how you don't have some type of adjustment mm, yeah. like you've gone at halftime and said look we've we've taken the run away we've taken it completely away and then you come out of halftime and it's like, oh, we're going to give you the run. Five yards at halftime. And Five. then the Rams said, you know what? We're actually just going to run for about 150 yards in the second half. Don't worry Five. about it. I just, I think it was, you know, advantage McVay in this offense. Like I had said it going in, in the halftime. I thought they were going to come out and they were going to try to emphasize Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. That's what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were just like, well, not running the football today. And man, did they come out and just shove it down their throat. Which it was, in turn opened up Cooper Cup did. and Puka in the second yeah. half. Then they imposed they imposed their will on them in the second half. It was it was uh it was rough. And yeah, I think that, that played into it. I don't think that they were prepared for it. 
Prater was three for three. He's been solid this year. The Prater man. Uh, this Prater get dangled. That's my golf, that's in, my golf clap for kicking. <laughs> can't be mad at a good kicker. Does Prater get dealt at, at the trade deadline? We're going to talk about that. Is I don't know. trading for a kicker? I don't know. Some kickers are pretty ass today in the NFL. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what's not, though, is my friends at Circle K. We're going to talk about draft here in a second. But first, I want to remind everybody, it's America's Thirst Stop. I'm about to stop off on my drive home back to the East Valley. I'm going to fill up at the most premium gas, not a premium price, and I'm going to load up pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks. I get it all at Circle K's because I'm part of that inner circle. Join the inner circle today for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. You want to check them out online, visit circlek.com slash store dash locator. I got about a 50, 55-minute drive. I don't like stopping off at any kind of Sloppy Joe gas station. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for a premium gas station, not a premium price. I'm going to Circle K. Circle K is where I want to be. It's safe. It's convenient. I love the treats. I love the Four Peaks beer. Hello, drink yeah. responsibly. And I love the Polar Pops. I want to be able to go to a gas station that I know that I trust. And that's my friends at Circle K. I always like to push the limits when uh, my gas light comes on. And I did. I was going to do it last night with the wife and the kid in the car. And she's like, why do you always do this? And then I had to change my mind because I saw that big Circle K off in the distance. Like, you know what? I'm just going to pull in here and fill up, put everybody's mind at ease and not push the boundaries here. <laughs> Be stranded with my two-year-old and my wife. Smart. Just furious with me. Uh, sons gearing up for their season, and you don't want to miss a minute of the action. And Arizona's family is your new TV home for the Phoenix Suns. Watch 70-plus games right from the comfort of your living room. I mean, you know that the ticket price is going to be through the roof, and game time is going to help you out with that. But for the most part, comfort of your own home, you're going to watch. You're going to want to watch this title contending Phoenix Suns team led by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Find the games on Arizona Family's 3TV and Arizona Family Sports. All you need is an antenna. Yeah, you can turn back the clock. You can cut the cord, put the antenna, the rabbit ears up, and you're watching Suns basketball. It's available at local retailers or online. Indoor, outdoor varieties. Every price point you can find it. Use Channel 3. Use 3.5 as well or Channel 44 here in the Phoenix area. If you have Cox Cable, you can tune into Channel 13. They're going to hook you up. If you can't support your Phoenix Suns courtside, Support them couch side. Of course, you're going to watch your our friends over at PHNX Suns, Saul, Espo, Lindsay, the whole crew, uh, Flex. They're going to hook you up. And then, of course, Arizona Family is your spot. Check them out, azfamily.com. Click Suns Games for listing information in your area. It's like the Cardinals have two first-round picks. I feel like we've gotten two first-rounders this offseason picking up Britton Golden and Flex from Hell Jersey yeah. from our two of our flagship shows here at PHNX Cardinals. I'm going to tell you right now, Cardinals second first round pick not looking good from Houston uh, egregious the Houston Texans are somehow three and three beep 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 let's go to our Texans tracker here uh, not happy Monty for today Derek Carr played it was the biggest fraudulent game today I hated what I saw it was Dennis Allen coaching like I don't know coaching not to lose you don't need to paint trash cans just get trade for Derek Carr put him at receiver he's oh trash God, just, he's have so Derek, just have Derek just have Joshua Dobbs throw his ass look who, look who they have next they get a bye like they need a bye this yeah. early and then they get Carolina I think we all just need to mentally and physically prepare ourselves for this pick's gonna be in the bottom half not bottom half but the second half of the first round I just that that schedule is so trash the Tam- Texans could win second, like eight games second easiest schedule remaining that's the Texans. Well, that's why right now Tankathon has them 12th overall, still in the draft. They are having one of the worst uh, strength of schedules, thankfully, which will push their pick down, which is what you want to see. But again, Britain, it's let's get that. Let's I get like that. that. Wait, what do you see? What? Car needs to be parked in the garage. <laughs> What do you make of this? Do you think Cardinals are in trouble because C.J. Stroud's the real deal? Uh, dude, it's crazy to think, but the Texans could win eight games this year. I don't like that. I, I mean, I'm not saying you got to like it, but <laughs> C.J. Stroud has come out here and literally proven that Man. he's the best quarterback that came out of this he draft. He usually is. It's sad. I wanted to, because Dylan Richards had a good super chat. Let's pull this up because I think it, it fits with this conversation. Do you guys think that we had too many holes to be winning mode next year? 12 rookies, couple free agents. Thanks for the great coverage. Love you, BG, you, JV, and BB. Always love you. Loyal viewer, Appreciate listener, and Dylan Richards. But I think it fits into, like, 
is, is are there too many holes to be competitive next year? And I think the Houston Texans are proof that, you know, you have a good draft, you get good quarterback play, and that's what I think realistically it could look like, right? Tight games, maybe give up some leads, some frustrations, but some excitement with an eye towards the future. I think that that's where the Cardinals could be next next year like this Texans team. I'm going to tell you right now, Dylan, no Cardinal fan will want to hear that from this franchise. So if you have a, have a date, have the destiny with a top five pick, it needs to be, if Kyler Murray's coming back, BG, making $50 million, we feel like we have a playoff team next year. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. You get a franchise quarterback back in the fold, you actively spend, which they did not do last March, and you have six picks in the top 75 and 12-plus draft picks overall, you need to be in the mix. The NFC is terrible. The quarterback play is terrible in this conference. You feel like Kyler Murray's a top two to three quarterback in the conference when he's healthy. I don't want to hear about eh, too many holes, big adjustment. Same coaching staff, we assume. They they better be prepared. Oh, for sure. And getting Kyler Murray back, you know, and hopefully that he, you get a healthy and ready-to-play Kyler Murray back. If you get that back where he looks good, he's back, you use all those top, those six picks in the top mm-hmm. 75, and you have to address the problem. You got to go to corner. You are, you always have to look for an offensive lineman. Yeah. You can't go wrong with even if he's not starting right away. But you got to go that. You've got to find defensive linemen. You've got to find anything else that can help. Because if you have a quarterback that can play and you know you're, you're confident in him, you can wipe that one off the board. Now we're just looking yep. at holes that we can actually fill. So to say that there's too many holes, no, because we've played competitively in right. five out of the six games, four they, out of the they, six games. They need star players. Here's a couple things. Here's where you can be optimistic, right? Even if that – Text that that poor Texan tracker. I, I was so I love seeing Monty's smiling face throughout that. We don't we don't see it enough, right? We, no. It's off, far often we don't see our our friend Johnny, who was voted best smile, in, you know, in <laughs> several of his his yearbooks. Uh, we don't get to see him smile as much because his team's not winning football games. I'm game. so sad during the early slate. <laughs> you don't want to be around me. <laughs> but look, I, I I trust that guy Monty Austin for to no matter where that pick is in the first round. I, I you know, obviously the Cardinals pick is. is it's going to be a top-tier pick, right? And then if if the Texans is on the outside of the top 10 looking in, I think Monty Osford's going to find a starter for you yeah. no matter where yeah. he's in that first round, right? And then, you know, optimistically looking forward, you know, the Cardinals are going to have a fourth-place schedule. They play the NFC North next year. Like, they're going to have the Texans-type schedule next year too. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity again. Uh, for the Cardinals to to have maybe a little bit easier slate than this this past season, where they're facing you know the AFC North uh, and, and some other tough teams, like you're going to get to face potentially you know the NFC North and some 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 other bad teams. According to our friends at Tankathon.com, love that name. Cardinals currently slated to pick fourth in the NFL draft. Uh, however, the New York Giants with a loss tonight at Buffalo, which we're assuming goes down, uh, will jump the Cardinals. So the Cardinals finish no Tyrod worse. Taylor uh, revenge game. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Cardinals right now on track to have a top five pick. Our friends at CHGO DMV, uh, DMVR ahead of the Cardinals. Uh, Chicago has the first two picks in the draft fall swiftly by Denver. Uh, you just push that Caleb Williams, Joel scenarios down to wherever Cardinals be picking. We'll be fine. You got to remember too. As Bo just mentioned, Justin Jefferson went right around what? Pick 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if that's where Houston's pick is, I mean, you're still in good shape. Linden bombs of the world. Like you can find really good players uh, in the middle, middle of the first round, end of the first that, round. That's Jerzon Newton ballpark. Yeah. I mean, listen, Cardinals, you you feel like somebody that can find Michael Wilson at the end of the third round can make a first round pick worth. worth. Yeah, yeah, Monty can find him. Can Josh Dobbs find him? All right. Yeah, well, not right now. <laughs> How dare yeah, you. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to, uh, again, put a bow on this, talk a little more Kyler, but first I want to remind everybody, go to gophnx.com. Our guy Howard Balzer, he never is not working. He texted us during uh, one of the ad reads and said, Josh Dobbs, you guys want to know his uh, completion percentage over the last two games? Uh, it's 49%. Uh, it's not going to cut it. Not great. You're going to get statistics like that more from our guy Howard Balzer, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. You get 90% plus an additional 10%, 100% free articles at the website, plus become a diehard. Get a free hat and or shirt. I got the Bird Gang Till I Die today. Repping him. My counterpart, Bo Brock's got the Greg Dorch t-shirt. You can have it for free right now. Become a diehard. Free hat and or shirt every year you're signed up. And Bo, I'm going to tell you right now, Suns, regular season just a couple weeks away. Diamondbacks, postseason, kicking off or tipping off against the... First pitch. First pitch. One of the three. <laughs> one of those uh, things. Against the Dodgers this... Or not the Dodgers. Against the Philadelphia Phillies this week. They displaced the Dodgers. 
We got so many events coming up. Mm-hmm. You can save 20% off all PHNX events when you are a diehard. Yeah. You get that new D-backs t-shirt that's, uh, that just dropped the other day. Make it maybe your uh, your diehard free shirt, free hat Love of that. the of the year. But you know, I, I like our card swag. I, I'm biased, and, and I'll admit that. But you become a diehard, and you're in on that. Also, get into the diehard Discord conversation That's each right. and every day with all of our beats. Uh, you know, Suns, Coyotes. Cardinals, everybody that's we're talking sports everywhere. Don't miss out on on that. Uh, it's it's an exciting time to be an Arizona sports fan, and and the the Arizona Cardinals. You have to be liked. You have to be subscribed to this channel. You have to have notifications set up because it's notification season. Season at any point, the news is going to come out, and hopefully this week that Kyler Murray is going to be designated to return. You don't want to miss out on any action. We're going live as soon as that happens. Uh, Britton, something we didn't even touch on. Not only could they get Kyler Murray back on the practice field this week, Buda Baker yeah. is eligible to come off an injury reserve this week. What kind of boost would it be to this team? Your best two players are suddenly practicing this week? It's It's, it's got to give you some type of hope. I mean, this definitely in that defensive secondary, just to have a guy like Buda Baker come back, his presence – his attitude, the way he plays the game will not only just uplift that defense to start, but it's just good having your franchise player back, especially on that defensive side of the ball. You mentioned like when we were saying, could they cut a player to, to make a point and probably more realistic, you know, somebody stepping up and in players only situation on Monday and getting after people. That's Buddha. That's he, Buddha. He'll do That's that the guy the jump. that can do it. And I, I got to imagine a guy with four weeks to rest the, an injured hamstring on, on injured reserve, watching his Huskies win in dramatic yeah. fashion on Saturday. <laughs> That's a guy that's that's I guarantee is going to be chomping at the bit to get back on the field this week. It almost feels like it's gone under the radar because of the Kyler Murray talk, and we've been talking about when his K one come back, and Buda Baker could very well play this weekend in his in his home state of Washington against the Seattle Seahawks. We would love, absolutely love to see that. In the meantime, love everybody. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. We are waiting with bated breath for the official announcement of Kyler Murray coming off of PUP and practicing, opening up his practice week for three weeks. And we think it's going to happen this week. In the meantime, follow him at Brock. He's Britton Golden, the playmaker. I'm Johnny Venerable. Thanks to everybody here at BetMGM. We're back next Sunday. Come out, hang out. We'll have a great time. Got some ticket giveaways that we want to do ahead of the next home game against the Baltimore Ravens. In the meantime, like, PHNX, subscribe. We'll see you next time.